lace up your boots and get ready for TM5 United, your one-stop shop for all the news about our five stripes. Here's your hosts, Abner Castellanos and David Donis. What is up, everybody in the A and the Georgia area? We are back at it again, TM5 United. I'm your host, as always, David Donis, with my good friend and primo, Abner Castellanos. We're going to talk about, obviously, uh, the great game we got over the weekend, preview the upcoming game, go over some news and notes. Um, but as always, Abner, i got to check in with you. How are you doing so far this Monday night? Ooh, baby, dude, that's two in a row. I don't know, it's the last time we got two in a row like that, baby. I'm feeling good, man. Um, and also, you know, I'm a little bit of a celebrity, but we'll get into that later. But I'm doing <laughs> good, man. It was a great weekend. How about you? Yeah, I mean, it's always a better weekend when Atlanta United win, so that that's always nice. And, uh, you know, me and Abner actually rode together to the game, so we got to, we got to tailgate and uh, celebrate the victory together. So um, that was fun. Abner, it was a great time at the game because, um, you know, it's been, what, over a month since we had a home game. Um, so it was nice getting back to the bends, uh, getting back into the atmosphere, uh, you know, it never gets old when you walk into the stadium and you just see how big it is, how grand it is, and uh, all the all the excitement that goes around going to the game. Uh, but Adam, before we go into the breakdown of the game, um, obviously, Atlanta United, uh, they dropped the 404 kit. It's a hip-hop-inspired type of uh, jersey. Um, and they also had a halftime show with uh, Goody Mob. So how, what did you make overall about the kit drop, the, 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 the halftime performance? Um, and I know we kind of touched about how we feel about the kids, but has it has it grown on you at all? Um, yeah, man, it didn't look bad on the field. It didn't look bad when we went to the team store and uh, checked it out. Um, so definitely looked a lot better. And uh, people that I talked to um, over the uh, TV and everything, they said it looked a lot better. Um, and a lot of people were, you know, they said that they were, um, you know, they were getting like more uh, used to it, I guess you could say, than when it came out and dropped. So yeah, David, I think... Overall, it did change my mind a little bit. Um, I don't think if um, I think I, like I was telling your dad, um, if I was to pay for a jersey, though, I think I'm still going with the original uh, one. But I wouldn't mind. Uh, you know, I didn't mind it when we got to it. Um, I wish they made like a T-shirt because I I definitely would have bought a T-shirt. That would have been definitely yeah, cause been they, cool. They showed like the the players like when they were coming in, they had a shirt. I think it says like Atlanta influences everything with the colors of the jersey. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hopefully they come out with those shirts or you know, some other shirts to go around it. Cause I think that'd be pretty tight. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see. We'll, we'll have to wait and see if they make a job. See, um, I'm sure though, like when we went to the team store, like we saw a lot of people with it on and checking it out. So, um, I think it was a positive, uh, from a lot of people. Yeah. And I, I picked up a scarf myself. So the scarf, the scars are pretty cool looking. Um, what did you make of uh, the Goody Mob performance? That was cool. Uh, yeah, dude, it was it was pretty cool. Um, um, I think we talked about uh, the uh, in the podcast before about our uh, my seats. Um, they're to the right of the um, supporter section. If you're looking at the field from the supporter section, um, dude, I could hear them say, uh, rap um, or perform. Dude, I could not hear the music though, which was uh, pretty odd. But it, it was cool overall. It was a pretty cool. We stayed throughout the whole halftime, so. Um, usually we go grab drinks or you know food or anything like that, but no, me and uh, me and Andrew stayed and watched the whole performance. So that's pretty cool. What about you? What you what you think? 
Yeah, and it, was, it was like the opposite for us that like we couldn't really hear the rap because we were up in the 200s but we could hear the the music and the beat so we had the little ones with us so they were kind of <laughs> dancing a little bit to the music and um i have a formula for every atlanta united game i always uh -oh. go get it i always go get a beer five minutes before halftime so i just have to make sure i'm looking at the tvs as i'm getting it but dude, if you go to halftime man there's not there's not a guarantee you'll be back in time for the second half so I grab my beer five minutes before, come back to my seats, and then um, you know I sit there while everybody leaves, and then I'm, I'm mm. ready for the second half. I don't have to worry about lines and go to the bathroom and all that stuff. Oh, that's not a uh, that's a good uh, good little formula there. You should uh, yeah. don't, don't say it too loud because now it's gonna be packed up whenever you go. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> the only thing is I I usually miss the Viking clap in the first half because of it. But I, <laughs> okay. I'll, I still, I'll still do it in the concourse when I'm getting my beer. <laughs> um, and, I, you know, I mean, it was funny because we were talking about this. So we just found out, you know, like the day of uh, or the day before, I forget, but that they're opening the entire stadium up. And I was kind of wondering, I was like, well, OK, are they opening it up because of Nashville um, or, or it's just been a long time since we had a home game. But I guess it makes sense that they were doing it in tandem with the, you know, the halftime performance because you kind of get like a little mini concert in um the it's saying uh, on football that we had sixty-seven thousand people there but to me i mean probably more like what like fifty-five thousand, maybe fifty thousand. yeah 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 it took a while for it to fill up but um but yeah there was definitely uh it was definitely a good crowd david actually i, I didn't even know the the whole um all the sections were opening up to you mentioned that and i was kind of like ah, i don't know if it's gonna get filled up for this game but no it's, it filled up and it was a great game uh um, definitely to get filled up like that. So I'm excited. Uh, short week. We got a short week. So big turnaround. Yep. yep. All right. So let's get into it. So Abner, uh, obviously we're happy because Atlanta United won 4-0 against Nashville at home. So it was a pretty, pretty big beatdown. Uh, but, you know, it didn't really start off that way. Uh, so just to go over some of the most of the match. So Atlanta United start, started off the gate really, really hot. So you had that early chance with Gigi uh, where Amada plays him in and Gigi tries to uh, 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 skip it over the keeper uh, over the top. And uh, I think the keeper gets a touch on it and it hits the post. And you're like, oh, man, we would have been up really, really early. That would have been amazing. And then shortly after that, you have a, a, a cross from uh, Nashville that Brad has to come up big and make a huge save. So Brad makes a save. And then Atlanta United hits the post again. This time on Mada, she hits a shot right at the bottom um, crossbar or bottom post. So you're like, oh my gosh, man. I was like, we're looking good, we're attacking, but is it gonna be one of those nights that we just can't score? And then this could have, I think this moment could have changed the whole trajectory of the game. Because uh, um, Muyamba, he's trying to play out the back, and I mean, he gives a perfect pass to the worst person on the field you wanna give it to, to Honey Mukhtar. He's at the top of the 18. He normally scores his goal probably nine out, time, nine, out, nine out of 10 times, but we get lucky and he slightly misses it, goes over the post, and we really, you know, we, we got out of that one. We got really, really, really lucky. We should have been done down one nil at that point, um, but you know, we had our chances too. And then finally we get the breakthrough. Um, Silva has an incredible finish from uh, uh, an assist from Armada over the top, beautiful finish. Then Armada, he finishes in the 46th minute, chips a keeper, and the Nashville player is trying to save it, hits the roof of the net, but it still counts as a goal for Armada. 
Um, then you get a corner from Almada. Robinson nails it in. 58th minute. Atlanta's up 3-0. Cruising. Then Saba Lobanitze comes off the bench. He gets on the score sheet in the 87th minute um, with a nice cheeky back heel. Um, Almada doesn't get credit for the assist on that one because he like crosses it. Nashville player touches it. And then Saba hits the back heel, but that play does not happen without Armada. So Armada's credited with two assists and a goal, but he could have really had three assists. And then um, Jean de Silva is the player of the match because he had his goal and his assists. So, uh, I mean, overall, Abner, it's a, a great, great performance. I can't remember the last time I had that much fun at the Benz. Yeah, dude. It's funny how you said the perfect pass because... Uh... That happened right in front of us. I was like, "Oh man, this is no, nah, not like this." Because, like you said early, like you said at the game, and if you would have made that game, that game probably could have been a lot different than what it was. But, oh, yeah. uh, dude, our our boys showed up, man. There's nothing. I don't think there's nothing more we can ask for. There's the new guys, you know, beautiful goals, beautiful passes by uh, Almada. Uh, dude, overall, just a great, great team effort. I don't think. I think. I don't think Tristan played. Um, probably not his best game. I mean, his very short, you know, right. uh, Atlanta United career. From what we've seen him, you know, a couple giveaways, a couple bad tackles here and there. Um, but overall, dude, like I was, I was ecstatic. I was excited. You can, you can tell the energy started to feel more like the old Atlanta United when we used to go watch him play. So um, that was a lot. Of, that was a lot of fun, David. I, I had fun. I feel sorry for uh, the Nashville fans that came in, traveled all the way down and <laughs> sat all the way up there just to watch their team lose like that. But Hey, we, as David, that's, that's six points out of the, the 30 possible so far. We're, we're on a good roll and we have a quick, uh, quick turnaround. Um, who would you, um, other than Amada, because I think that was like one of his best games. Um, one, who do you think was the player of the match? And then second, how'd you feel about Saba's, uh, um, play. I mean, I know we only saw about thirty minutes of it, but what what you what are you getting a good feel out of them? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Abner. I think uh, they gave they gave man of the match to Zande Silva, which makes sense. He's the one who scores the first goal. But Almada, I mean, he's technically involved in you know all, all three goals, probably the uh, uh, the fourth one too. I mean, all goals pretty pretty much involved. Everything runs through him. But if I can't pick Almada, I have to give it to Zande Silva because uh, he had the goal, he had the assist, and. Uh, he just man, he just looks so threatening. It's nice. Uh, we talked about it. It's nice that now you have multiple options. And yeah, Tristan, probably if you had to pick, you know, it's probably not the best game he had. But even then, you still have him that's threatening. Um, and you have, uh, you know, Gigi. That's he. I'm surprised he didn't end up on the score sheet. But even him, like he was dangerous the whole time. The way he held up the ball too, that led to that goal. It was so crazy seeing it in person because. Um, the ball's coming and he's posted up with a defender behind him like at the halfway point i don't even saw that and it was a good like 15 yard ball that there was no the player couldn't really get around Gigi because he was posting him up so it's just so crazy how much um space he creates and how much uh attention he demands from a defender which just creates so much room for other players to work with um but yeah, uh, and Saba, you know, he comes in for Mosqueda. I think I saw that Mosqueda was a little bit pissed when he came off. Mm -hmm. But, dude, I mean, Mosqueda's in there, and he didn't have a bad game either. He had an all right game. But, again, Saba comes in very few minutes, and he got, he's already on a score sheet versus Mosqueda that's had all these opportunities, all these chances all this time, and he still has nothing to show for it. Uh, so it's just you got you to gotta put out the player that's actually going to put up the stats, you know? Yeah, definitely, dude. And, um, you know, I think I, 
I mean, I think it's frustration. I think it's, you know, just like us when we used to play, you, nobody ever wants to get subbed off. Nobody ever wants to, you know, luckily for us, whenever we came up, you know, there weren't rules about us, about us going back in. So it wasn't, you know, you don't really get too upset. But, um, you know, in these games, once you're, you're out, you're out. So I think, you know, just like any other player. But, David, I did like the urgency that Sabah brought. I did like the... Um, the quality that he brought in when he you saw it when he got the ball you saw the vision you saw the runs in behind gg um and stuff like that and how he read um the counterattacks i mean i think he should have had two goals i mean amala just put one laid him laid a good one out for him i mean i don't think he could have put it better than putting the ball right with his hands right at his feet and saba kind of hit it right at the keeper but um dude i like the quality mm. that he brought in um i'm excited to see um him a full um, you know, starting um, in a full 90, or I mean, I don't know if he gets 90 because of the fitness, but um, but just, David, just imagine you have Gigi, Amada, Saba, and Silva, like mm-hmm. who is this, Atlanta United? Exactly, <laughs> and then, and then at, at some point you're going to have, you know, Jamal Tiare, who can come off the bench too for Gigi, or depending on what you know how, what the game's giving you, you could potentially have, you know, two strikers up top with uh, Gigi and Tiare um and i think they're still they're still working on the visa and i think they said even if they get that process today you probably won't be you know available for that wednesday game because i mean it's like you mentioned it's a quick quick turnaround um so abner if you had to pick i mean i mean if you really had to nitpick this game um on the performance that was bad uh you probably just said that we got to clean it up a little bit in the back with the giveaways because uh, you know if you give it to somebody like Messi, you're going to be punished um, and then, you know, we had a lot of chances, which is great to see, but uh, we got to be more clinical because, um, like we mentioned, you know, Honey Mokhtar puts that goal away. We could be looking at a complete different game. Um, the game really opened up in the second half because Nashville was chasing the game down 2-0. So it makes sense. You're not always going to get those opportunities in the future. Um, but again, we're still trying to build our chemistry too. We're, we're fitting in new players. So, man, it's just... It looks great right now, uh, you know, everything looks like we're on the up and up, but we also got to taper expectations because, again, um, you know, Nashville was missing Zimmerman, Dax McCarty, Fafa Fikal, so they were missing some good players too, uh, but, you know, take nothing away from this game. Great victory, great way to lock things up at home, to make that fortress again, and then it's it's always it's always fun when you have visiting supporters and they... Uh, you know, they get to lose and then also get destroyed the way we destroyed them. <laughs> yeah. Um, David, like, it's crazy because uh, Inter-Miami beat um, Nashville in the, what, the U.S., the Leafs Cup, uh, right? Leafs Cup, yep. And now we play uh, Cincinnati, who lost to Miami in the uh, Open Cup. So, final, uh, yep. And the reason I bring that up is because, yeah, I understand they had, you know, Zimmerman. That's a big part of their defense. That's the, um, you know, the hardest so the international, you know, U.S. international. Um, and then missing other players as well. But, you know, I, I f- was wondering and nervous because they had a tough loss against Inter-Miami, against Messi and Inter-Miami. Um, so I knew they were going to come in this game um, hard nose. I knew they were going to come in, you know, with some revenge on their on their shoulders and so and we didn't know what Atlanta United was going to put out yet so um you know going into the game it was a little like nervous I think I think um uh, if I'm gonna say you said 2-1 I think I said 3-1 um so it could have been a lot worse 
Um, you know, we could definitely put two more goals in, but uh, it was exciting to see how they protected home. The uh, crowd, you know, was into it, dude. It, you know, the the um, supporter section was amazing to, to see how, you know, involved they were once again, um, even more than, you know, what, we, what we're used to seeing. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to uh, see what we bring. Um, we're home once again, and David, you know, in the MLS, you got to protect the home field advantage. So, uh, Cincinnati, Mr. Uh, old, uh, our old, uh, old friend, uh, Mr. Brandon Vasquez and, and company are coming in. Yep. Yep. So let me just, uh, let me close this, uh, game just with going through the stats. So Atlanta wins a possession battle 51% to 49. Our expected goals was 3.72 to Nashville's 1.16. We had 20 total shots, 11 on target. That's a crazy, crazy number. Um, Nashville 13 shots, one on target. Uh, we had seven big chances to their two. Uh, we had 384 passes to their 341. So the passes were actually pretty, pretty close. Um, so, um, you know, like we thought it was with a 4-0 win, we dominated the stats. So um, it's a great performance at home. Um, Abner, I don't know if you heard, uh, you know, that, that apparently Ajax had put in an offer for Armada. Um, you know, what do you make of it? Do you think it's just all rumors or you think there's something concrete? Because I, I heard and I haven't heard anything official, but it's like it was around 15 million in that MLS. I mean, not MLS, but Atlanta United turned that down. Um, Yeah, yeah, I heard the same thing. Um, But it looks like Amada is really happy and wants to finish the season here and not really looking to uh, to get out um, right now, I guess you could say, because after the interview he was given, you know, he was telling, you know, uh, we have a great squad. We have a team that is going to go and challenge and, you know, and wants to win the uh, the cup and looks like he's very satisfied playing for us. Now, you know, we don't know if that's just, you know, what you have to say at the right time. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, I he seems very uh, to be enjoying his football here. Uh, we know that those offers are going to come in. I don't think we do anything crazy um, just because it's kind of late into the transfer. Um, and I think they're going to try and, and get as much as they can out of the value of Armada. I don't think they're just going to budge. There's no need to budge. They, we see what we have on the field now. And David, it's, it looks like a team that's solid and, you know, hoping to turn things around for us going into the playoffs. Right, right. Agreed, agreed. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think same thing, especially with, you know, Messi and some of the other players coming in the league, probably not in a hurry to leave now, um, at least to finish out the rest of the season. And I don't think Atlanta United is going to entertain any offer that's like under, you know, 25 mil or around that ballpark. Um, let's get into this match preview. We get to face FC Cincinnati at the Benz this Wednesday, 730. So we get back to back home games. That's nice. Um, our head-to-head against each other is Atlanta's got five wins. We've got four draws and only one loss. So uh, it's a good good series for us. Um, it'll be the first time we're playing them this season. Um, and then we also get to play them the last game of the season. So, mm. um, you know, this is key because uh, Cincinnati has really, really been cruising. Um, they're in first place with 54 points and they're leading the supporter shield. And we're in sixth place now with that win since we jumped Nashville with 41 points. So Cincinnati is a good 13 points ahead of us. Ahead of us. So we're not really competing with Cincinnati because there's no way we're going to get that first spot. But we still need to, you know, get those points because right now, um, 
we're on the wrong side of games played. So we have to take all the points we can at home. Um, and then, you know, try to get a draw here or there away from home, maybe pick up a win, and then we could really start to climb that table. Um, so Cincinnati is coming off of a 3-0 win um, at home against NYFC. Um, and then, you know, we, we had talked about this out you just brought it up, but they had just, prior to that, they lost in the semifinal to Inter-Miami um, after going to extra time and after going to a, a crazy shootout. So, um, you know, they they obviously, if they can, they, they took it to Miami. They just killed NYFC and they're the Supporter Shield winners. Um, Cincinnati's uh, a great team. They got Brandon Vasquez, Luciano Acosta with 12 goals, Alvaro Barrial, Matt Miazga. Uh, this is going to be, um, I don't want to say it's the toughest because obviously we got Inter-Miami to cut to that we're going to play, but this is going to be, I mean, there's no better team that you could be playing than, than Cincinnati, right? Oh, no. I mean, that's, you got to give them respect. You know, they're, they have a good quality team. They have a good um, you know, good player in Brandon Vasquez, who we had. Um, side note. Um, <laughs> um, so no, no, it's going to be exciting, and um, it's going to be a good test for us to kind of measure up, right? You're measuring up against the league leaders, the um, potential um, supporter shields winner as well. Um, so it's going to be a good test for us. It's at home, so we have some sort of advantage there. Uh, but you know, the quality, the, the game's going to be, pl- it has to be played uh, between our players and. Um, thus far, dude, our defense has been looking solid. That back four right now has been looking good. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, Tristan Rosetta has been such a quality um, pivot player right there for us, just doing the little necessary things that he needs to be doing. Amalas, um, you know, just like the whole season, he's just been killing it. Uh, Gigi looks like he's got another gear in him, um, especially this game, dude. I don't know. Um, I know you brought it up earlier, the way he was holding the ball up and the fight that he was putting against um, the national back line is going to be big against Mia. I mean, he's a proven guy that was, you know, out in Chelsea. Didn't really play out there, but, you know, the, he's got experience and he knows what he's doing. Um, you know, former U.S. international. So um, it's going to be it's going to be a fun matchup there. It's going to be a fun matchup with Acosta um, um, and uh, Almada in the mid. Uh, so it's going to be fun. And then Vasquez, you know, going up as his old pal, uh, Miles Robinson. So um, it's going to be a fun one, dude. I'm excited. Um, nervous, of course, because I mean that's that's a top team coming in. And I, I, you know, you get it's like you beat a quality opponent in Nashville, and then you're like, oh crap, now we got to play against yep. Cincinnati. So, um, dude, I think and it's crazy, but I think that playoff atmosphere is definitely uh, so you're starting to feel it around the bends. Um, so you know, it's like you know every game is so critical, and all these uh, all the fans know it. So. Dude, I'm excited. I'm gonna be there. Um, you know, go go and uh, see them play, and uh, I'm excited to see what Atlanta United brings. Um, you think Saba starts, or do you think he gets them? Um, you know, he brings them in a little bit sooner as a sub, or are you see any changes in the lineup? Yeah, again, it's really hard to tell because you just don't know what his fitness level is. I would like to see him to start just so he can start getting that um, chemistry with the rest of the players. Um, you know, and then if it looks like he's, you know, he's on tired legs, and yeah, you can bring him off. And then we've seen Mosqueda does good off the bench too. So, um, you know, I think I would like to see him start. I'm not really sure. I think he can go either way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, just talking about the quality opponent going from Nashville to Cincinnati. I mean, the East is just so crazy stacked this this year because we're in sixth place with 41 points, Abner. If we were in the West, we'd be in second place. So, because LAFC is in second place with 40 points. <laughs> 
So that's how crazy. Those top six teams in Nashville below us, Cincinnati, 40, 54, Philadelphia, 43, New England, Orlando are on 43, Columbus, 42, we're on 41. So we're literally, you know, uh, a win away from being in second place in the East. But again, if we were in the West, we'd be cruising. You know, we'd be close to actually being number one in the West. So mm -hmm. just the East is, is really, really stacked. And um, just anybody you play now is just really, really tough. And then you got Inter-Miami that obviously, you know, uh, they're, they're, they haven't lost yet. Um, and, you know, I, I thought when we talked about them, that is like, I still don't think they make the playoffs, but... I mean, it's still doable because they've, you know, they've played 23 games and everybody in the in a playoff spot has played 24, 25, or 26 games. There, There's a chance for them to make it. So now you don't have that easy game that you can kind of like pencil in Miami because now you know it's going to be a tough one and they're going to be fighting for the playoff spot. Yeah, true. Yeah, so it's going to be, um, it's going to be excited, dude. I mean, I'm excited to see. Uh, it's a quick turnaround too. That's the crazy part. We had... <laughs> we gone from a month a month or so without watching the Lightning United to like you know uh, quick three games in like ten days. So um, I'm excited to uh, to get this, and I think we play again what Saturday night uh, ex uh, this weekend, right? Yeah, we get to play uh, yeah Saturday against FC Dallas. So we'll be um, away for that one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Abner, uh, with all that being said, what is going to be the scoreline for this game? Oh, David, I think this is going to be a little, this is going to be a nail biter. Um, I'm gonna go with the two one scoreline. I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal your scoreline and uh, go with the two one. I was liking two one too. Okay, okay. I, I didn't see your, I didn't see your notes or anything like that. So. Nah, I never put my <laughs> prediction in the notes, but uh, I think two one looks like a, a good one. I think it's. Uh, Either one, either Cincinnati or us go up first, one zero. Well, obviously that has to happen, but I don't, either team could score for us, and then I think we come back to either tie it or uh, tie it, and then we get the winner. Or Cincinnati. I mean, if we're up first, I think Cincinnati ties it, and then we get the game winner. Either way, we get a game winner late. I feel like this game is setting up okay. for it. All right, Mijo, anything to add to that? Uh, no, man. I'm um, like I said, short weekend, so. Um, I'm excited. Hopefully, hopefully our guys get some good rest. You know, eat those bananas, drink drink that pickle juice, whatever you gotta do, not to Ew. get cramps. For <laughs> yeah, I know I never I hate pickles, so I never really drank that. But apparently, it's good for cramps. So, um, but yeah, man, I'm excited to see uh, to see us uh, Wednesday, man. Yep, yep. Um, all right, I'm gonna get into a, a few news and notes. So um, you mentioned it, so you stole my thunder a little bit, but. Um, uh, you know, Messi, uh, he was on the bench for this game this weekend. I think Tata had already teed it up saying that Messi's kind of, uh, you know, he, he's kind of hitting uh, fatigue a little bit. Um, just funny because uh, Alexi Lalas was saying that uh, Messi walks most of the game anyways. <laughs> so he shouldn't be tired. Um, but a lot of people were concerned because, you know, they, everyone's obviously paid a lot of money to see Messi. But he, he, you weren't disappointed because he came off of the bench and did what Messi does. Um, he, I don't know if you saw the highlight, dude, but mm. he's got like, uh, like he's in the box. He's got like three or four um, New York defenders on him. And he just makes his pass uh, to, uh, is it Cremanci? Uh, Cremanci, whatever his name is. 
I had like I do it looked like he could look look into the future because like it wasn't even there and he just picked the perfect pass. Uh, the New York Rebels runners for some reason decided to just Messi wander up into the sixth. He crosses it and Messi scores again. So Messi continues scoring and they beat the Red Bulls 2-0 um, away from home. So Messi on a tear doing Messi things. And then Abner again, US Open Cup final is set. Wednesday, September 27th, so we got a good uh, month before it happens. Um, Inter-Miami versus Houston. That'll be the final. I believe Miami is gets to host. So, Abner, do you think they win another trophy along with the Leafs Cup? I don't know, man. The way it's going, I guess so, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think us you, as... Us are you starting to root uh, against Messi? No, I'm not rooting against him. It's just becoming like, okay, is this like being like <laughs> scripted? Like, you know, like some of the NFL games um, or I don't know. But dude, it's crazy because like I was like, okay, he's off the bench. There's no way into Miami plans. But they're, dude, they're playing with so much confidence. And I read this tweet of uh, uh, some guy. I'm, I mean, I'm not sure what his handle was. But it said like, man, this dude really has been playing like prime Barcelona. Like, I don't know if you saw the goal before uh, the the um um uh, what do you call it the uh, the workup play uh, up to that goal it was like bing bing long ball short and then a nice through ball and then an easy tap in it's like dude it's like it's crazy right but um, I mean what 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 can you see you know these uh, Cincinnati brought it to them Nashville brought it to them and they've lost so now it's up to uh, Houston um, you know to see what they win dude and. I, I like I, you said it earlier, man. You're like watch him mess around and win the treble, be the first club to do it in MLS, dude. And uh, that that just be insane. And uh, you know the naysayers against the MLS and the people that are against Messi because they're Ronaldo fanboys. Um, you know, already gonna already have that paragraph prepared that everything was scripted for him to win. But that dude has won everywhere around the world. You know, he's won the World Cup. He's won everything. Seven Ballon d'Or is probably his eighth one coming up soon. Uh, you can't really disagree against the genius of football. You just got to sit back and enjoy it and, you know, just love his cre- creativity and his play because, you know, just like him and Ronaldo, uh, you know, those dudes, they can't play forever, unfortunately. So, you know, we we have been at least blessed to see you know, two of the best players in the world, you know, bring, bring, uh, bring it to action. So, granted, uh, like we talked earlier, um, Messi's easier to watch those games because of Apple TV. Um, makes it easier access to watch the you know, watch actual sit there and watch the games if you had nothing else to do. Especially if you're a fan of the game and you know you're kind of either rooting against him or rooting for him um, as a player and everything. But it's hard, you know. Even you know me, you know, being a Barcelona fan, it's hard. Even if I was, it's hard to root for him. You know, especially the gesture that he did for DeAndre Yellen. Give him the captain and captain orange band like we talked last time and for him to lift the trophy i mean how, how much more um you know how can you hate that from him right right yep and i guess the trouble you kind of have to put it an asterisk on it depending on what you do because now you got like you got like leagues cup you got champions league you got us open cup you got the supporter shield technically and then you got mls cup so i think the one that really is the trouble is mls cup us open cup and then champions league or Champions Cup, whatever it's called, is like the real treble. The other ones would be like a a treble with an asterisk if you were able to do that. But still, three trophies, um, 
in one year, well, in this case, it'd be a few months. <laughs> um, yeah, you just gotta sit back and watch it and uh, just hope it doesn't happen to you, <laughs> doesn't happen to your club. Uh, Abner, last thing I wanna talk about is, why are you over here kissing women soccer players, man? I can't believe you were all over TV. They were gonna kick you out, man. Uh, what I'm meaning is FIFA suspends Luis Ruvales after kissing Jenny Hermosa, Hermoso, um, the, the Spain player after winning the World Cup, the Women's World Cup, that is. Um, what, do you, what do you make about the whole story, Abner? That's insane, dude. Like, uh, at first I was like, maybe, you know, I don't know, they grew up together, they've known each other since it was, I don't know. You know, maybe, you know, because I know, like, you know, usually they'll, like, do, like, a kiss on the cheek on both sides. Like, whenever people say hi to you, you know, it's, that's the, you know, common thing to do. When I saw it, I was like, what? Like, what is everybody talking about? And I saw it, I was like, dude, it's cringe. It's it's weird. It's just, like, and for him to be suspended, bro, and now the women's are, they say they're not going to play. Um, you know, if he's still in charge and it's some of the... Um, of uh, the men's side, national players are saying they're not going to play till he gets, you know, he gets, uh, you know, he gets uh, fired or resigns or however you want to put it. It's it's weird, David. It's a weird. That was a weird, weird thing to do. Um, you know, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's weird. And I think he wasn't wanting to step step down at first. So I think that's where all the outcry from all the women's players and teams and all that were coming out. And you know, it's hard because. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's like a, a you know like a Spanish French European thing because you know how like they like they like to kiss each other a lot. Um, it's just you know it's it's 2023 and you're on the world stage, and if you're gonna kiss you know somebody on the lips, you know it's gonna. I mean, it's gonna go over weird. Weird, just like you know Tom Brady kissing his dad and his son on the lips, but at least they're his family, you know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, he just—it's uh, 2023, man. Uh, he just—I mean, he said he got excited. He was up in the moment, but uh, dang, kissing somebody on the, a woman on the lips. Yeah, just, uh, like, weird move. Yeah, it's it's very it's very odd. Like, I mean, I get it. You're excited, maybe doing something else. Like, I don't know, but like, why why only her and nobody else? Like, it's I don't know. It's it's odd. It's very odd. <laughs> Yeah, and it sucks for Spain because, you know, a lot of people are talking about the kiss more than them winning the World Cup. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, that kind of blows, too. He took away the thunder from them. But either way, I mean, they, they won it. Uh, looks like FIFA suspended him. So, you know, everyone's getting what they want. Um, so, yeah. So, Mijo, anything else uh, you want to bring to the table? Didn't you get your five minutes of fame? Yeah, man. Speaking of that, yeah, <laughs> it was funny because uh, me and uh, me and Andrew were just sitting there, um, and usually, like I said earlier, we usually go at half because um, and grab some drinks or some quick food because we're like we're close by to the concession stand in the bathroom, so we usually try to do a little quick little loop and get back to our seats before the first half, uh, before the second half starts. And we saw this lady come and give these two people like these signs. I was like, what? Like, what's going on? And then I saw the dude that does like all the. Uh, if you've been at the game, you you'll recognize him. Um, he's pretty he's pretty good fluent in Spanish too, he's, um, English and Spanish. So um, he came like right next to me, and I was like I was like oh I was like yeah they just want upgraded seats, 
And I was like, oh, and me and Andrew were like, do we need to move? Like, we can move so we're out of the shot. I said, no, no, you guys can stay. Just don't get in the, don't get in his, you know, frame shot. Don't block them or whatever. I was like, all right, well, we're just going to sit down. And then the dudes behind us was like, no, y'all need to get hyped up, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to like, I'm just, I was just joking. I was like, look, I'm just going to get up and like pretend like I'm just doing that, you know, put my, my hand on my chin and like look around. And the dude's like started laughing. He's like, dude, you should do it. Just do it. I was like, all right. So I told Andrew, I was like, I had to record this. this you know, I'm going to try and get on. And uh, it was funny because when I went up to like, you know, try to get on the, on the screen, I didn't know how off frame I was. So I kind of went up and I kind of slid in and it kind of <laughs> went down. Uh, it was fun. And I texted Dale, like, dude, I'm about to be on the on the big screen. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, David got a good recording of it. Um, a lot of, a lot of uh, my buddies, like, um, send me a text messages. They're like, dude, it's you. I was like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> so I got my little uh, 10 seconds of fame. Uh, so it was pretty fun. It was, uh, yeah, it was a good atmosphere uh, doing that. So it was a lot of fun. That's fun. Good. Yeah. You, you kept it PG. I, I, I've been to a couple of Braves games where they show the jumbo and like some lady will just lift her shirt up or something. Yeah. Dude, you're like, oh, <laughs> you have to like pad, pad really quick to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it was cool. It was cool that um, everybody around us was pretty excited to see that. So um, it was pretty cool to. You know, now Ooh. you know. I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a signing coming up here soon. So hey, they're gonna be like, come meet, come meet Abner Casianos. Not the guy that new- wanted, just the guy that was in it for ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, cool, man. cool. All right, y'all. Wednesday night, back at the bands. Make sure you catch it or be at the game. Either or. Abner, are you gonna be at the game? I will be at the game. You know, um, everything works out. I should be there um, uh, Wednesday night. Sweet, sweet. All right, let's go ATL, baby. We are out of here. Peace. Let's go.